Welcome to the Reinventing Education Podcast. This is a podcast for anybody who's interested in reinventing what education is. I'm Rob McLeod, and as always, joined by the illustrious Brendan O'Leary. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Good day, Rob. Good day, Brendan. How are you today? Fine. Just had a trip to old Tokyo Town. Mm. There's a new emperor in the country of Japan where I live. Didn't see him. To, went to his hometown. It's nice. Got a lot of good stuff there. How about you, Rob? I was just out. Uh, got a pallet. You might be able to see it in the background there of my image. Got a pallet. Going to create a vertical garden out on the patio here so we can have some fresh herbs. And we don't have a proper garden here, so I miss miss growing my own food in the summer. We have a diagonal garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We- it's laid down horizontally on the earth. There's not a, not a lot of space. It's embedded in a wall. Tucked away in a closet, hidden away from the sun. But enough, but enough of this banter. What are we here for, Rob? Well, let's do one more review before we talk about anything new. I'm saying that somewhat facetiously, but I think it's taken us a little bit to gather all of the gold from all of our conversations and put it together in one kind of concise spot. And we've done that over the last two episodes. This is our final wrap-up where we want to put all the pieces of our map of education together. So we want to talk about the aims, want to talk about the values, talk about the quadrants, but specifically today, how interdependent those pieces are, how connected and how they constantly influence one another. And that's what we'll dig in today. And finally, set up our new narrative about health. So that, that If we can do that by the end of today, I can go to sleep well tonight and not screaming throughout the night. Night terrors. If we can do this, no night terrors from McLeod tonight. Whew. That in itself is a, is a worthy aim. <laughs> Along with literally single-handedly saving education. Well, well, let's use our with- let's use our common single hand to single-handedly save and reinvent education today, O'Leary. Let's get into this. Agreed. Let's get into this. All right, so it's time to put all the pieces of our map together. We've talked about the three aims of school. So what is the purpose of school? Well, it has three aims. Occupational preparation, so getting you ready for the job market. Sometimes that just involves getting you ready for the next stage of school. One of the other aims is the cultivation of citizenship. And finally, the self-development aim, so looking to develop people. So we have those three aims of school, but we also have the four values influencing what education looks like, and we're calling those security achievement, inclusion, and integration. Now we have the four quadrants, which highlight the different aspects of education, which we have defined as the process of receiving or giving systematic instruction at school. This includes their reactions and beliefs in the individual's interiors, the community and culture in the collective's interiors, the activities and resources in the individual exterior, and the environments and systems in the collective of the exterior. So four different perspectives aiming to cover all possible points of view. And once we can see these four different aspects of where we find education, then we can look at how each value has different ideas about what each of those quadrants should look like in their attempt to meet the three aims of school. So for each aim, each value has ideas that they see as being right in each quadrant in order to best prepare youth for their idea of the world. So we have an aim, and then each value has ideas about what should be in 
each of those four quadrants to best prepare youth for the world they're entering into. So if you think of this like a flowchart, starting at the left-hand side, we have education being defined as the process of giving or receiving systematic instruction in school. The aim of that education is to prepare you either for your work, occupational preparation, to be a member of the group or the nation or the region, so the cultivation of citizenship, and to develop yourself. How that is done is informed by one of the four values being security, achievement, inclusion, or integration. And each of those values has different ideas about what education should look like in the four quadrants. So what activities or resources should be involved, what the physical space or environment should be like, what systems are there, and what some of the cultural norms are for the different communities, and as well, the values even impact the level of beliefs and reactions to what's arising in education. So, each of the four values, that would be security, achievement, inclusion, and integration, each of these values has an intended outcome for education. Now, without the awareness of this framework that we're setting out here for mapping education, we potentially waste a lot of time and energy. And in doing so, we wander through the territory of education without a larger sense of where we're going or seeing how the landscape around us is oriented. Each value tends to have a slightly different priority or privilege, one of the aims of education over the others. So we see that the security value tends to prioritize the citizenship aim. Um, achievement tends to prioritize occupational preparation. Inclusion tends to prioritize self-development. Integration would aim to balance its prioritization of the aims in relation to the context. So each of the four values informs how the receiving or giving of systematic instruction looks, and it influences the way it looks in our right-hand quadrants. The value informs judgments about what activities or resources we engage with. The value influences what the environment looks like or what systems are applied or are not. These are also informed by the value, and in particular, how that value is experienced internally by the collective groups and the individual people, and those are represented in the left-hand quadrants. In order to orient ourselves in any moment in education or in school, it's helpful to identify the value that's influencing, the quadrant that we're focused on, and the aim that it is in contact with. Often there is more than one value at play, or more than one quadrant in action, or more than one aim that is trying to be met. But this is vital to identify, because if we don't identify this, we're not necessarily on the same page, and we're often talking about different things, and in our view, wasting a lot of time. So being able to identify which value is at play, and trying to inform which quadrant in service of what aim we see as being necessary in order to talk about sustainable change for reinventing education. And so a key question seems to be, why does this map that we're setting out matter? And our answer would be that without seeing all of these components, the values, the quadrants, the aims, we would tend to reduce change and development in education to one component. And we would reduce that path to just that very limited range that we're actually focusing on at that moment. And what we might see then is that new ideas won't take hold or be sustainable. As we touched on last week in the quadrants, particularly if you are not meeting the needs in 
in one of those quadrants, your ideas may not take hold. And the same is true with the values. The same is true with the aims. Also, any old ideas that may not fully be working, we may not have the strategies or some kind of map to see why and maybe move in the direction we want to move. So to flip that and say that in a more positive way, if we take these components into account, we potentially open up a wider range of paths forward and opportunities for ourselves and we allow our new ideas to flourish. A lot of information there, Rob. And I think I think if you if you're coming to this for the first time. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I would go back and look at part one and two of this series and hopefully you are with us that this theory, this idea of the values and aims and quadrants makes sense. And uh, you stay with us as we take this forward into looking more in more depth at how we can develop our education establishments and organizations into being the healthiest and most positive version of what they currently are. I tend to be critical of things. In the Enneagram, I'm a nine with a one wing. So I, I kind of always just have a low riding under undercurrent of just kind of frustration that I don't vent. And really simply, I don't really dig the way that education overall looks right now. So let's start with this idea. I have a complaint or an idea that something about education needs to be changed. This map becomes very important at that point because if I'm not able to identify where on this map I'm criticizing, it's very easy for me to get distracted by something else or have someone who's speaking from one of these other components to completely override me. So the more positive way of saying that is if I have an idea about something to change in education, it's only going to be sustainable if I address in some manner the other aspects of this map. So let's say I want to bring about a new activity into school. That's in that upper right quadrant of activities. If my activity, if it matches the value that's already influencing what education looks like in that school, that's probably going to be pretty smooth sailing. However, if I want to bring a new activity, but let's say let's say I'm in a school that's kind of being influenced by the achievement value, and I bring in some new activity that would be a better fit in a school that was being informed by the inclusion value. Well, there's a good chance that that achievement value that's actually governing the school will weed out or not support my activity, or rather privilege other activities that are more in alignment with that achievement value. Now, it could also be that my activity on its own sounds great, looks cool, seemed awesome on Pinterest, but it doesn't actually match the lower right systems of the school that I'm in. It might not actually have a place in our larger context. It might also not be a match for our communities or culture. And regardless of how like objectively good this activity can be, it just might not be reacted to or bought into by the students or other staff, these kinds of things. So the reason we're pointing at all these components on the map, the aims, the values, the quadrants, is we want to see the reinvention of education. And in order to reinvent education, we are going to act, have to actively engage with all four quadrants. We're going to have to actively engage with all four values and be able to stand our ground and show that indeed our ideas about the giving or receiving of systematic instruction are going to hit the three aims of education to get people ready for the job market, to make 
make them citizens and to develop them as human beings. I think I think the key point is context. So at a development kind of level as an individual and as an organization, it's possibly the first time where context is really the most important thing. Or And this map, the aim is to say that there, this is the current context. You can look at it many ways. You can split it in many ways. This is the way we've chosen. It makes sense for us. We hope you agree. And let's sit down and have a conversation if we want to move forward about which of these aims are we privileging? Which of these values is closest to what we identify with? And finally, which of these points of view or perspectives are we focusing on right now? And the aim is by going through those three analytical decision-making processes, we would be in a clearer position to see what we actually want and our path going forward. And it, I've, been, I've been reading a book recently about nonviolent communication by uh, Marshall Rosenberg. This was recommended to me by Katrina Yasko, who we interviewed about six months back. What is really interesting about this book is that it puts this idea that you have to be in tune with your feelings, with your context, and you have to be somewhat explicit in what it is you are wanting to happen. And pretty good process for individuals to work through conflicts. I'd say this idea that we have here, this map, is attempting a similar thing. It's new to us. We're trying it out. A lot of these ideas we are putting in place in our own uh, work, in our own lives. We encourage listeners to try it out with us and give us feedback and it will change. It will develop over time. That is the nature of this idea. We haven't come across it anywhere else. And the I think a key point is we can speak to educators that we work with or anybody involved in education and attempt to understand not only what we want and what we need, but what they want and what they need. So we're having a conversation that's pretty explicit about what our wants and needs are. And then hopefully we're as clear as possible about our strategies to get there. O'Leary, I've been I've been in the teacher game for a decade now and taught in three different countries in both public and private institutions, uh, as well as international schools. Um, how many years have you been at this now? Uh, this is my 12th. So 12 years in the classroom, uh, elementary from grade two to grade six, um, worked in ESL for five years before that. So um, yeah, 17 earth years at this point, Mac. And I've now had the privilege of teaching everything from junior kindergarten in Canada to grade 12 in Belgium. So I've seen the full spectrum from three-year-olds up to 18-year-olds in the classroom. You and I, obviously there's people who've had more experience than us, but we've been around long enough to realize that when you work in a school, even within a school, you can have wildly different opinions on what should be going on between a staff. And I know you and I, we've sat through meetings with people who they were pulling their hair out with us. We were pulling our hair out with them. And what I wish had been in place in there had been this map, because this map really is pointing out the partial truths that we're all bringing to the table. And ultimately, I would argue that there's this idea when we talk about education, when we talk about the giving and receiving of instruction at school, that we are talking about like a monolith, like a single thing. And what our map is doing here is pointing out that education is not a single thing. And I like even one of these components would have been so helpful. There are so many meetings I wish I could go back to in time and have really just like laid these four values out of security, achievement, inclusion, integration, put them on the table and started the meeting with that and just said, which one of these do we value the most and tune into that? Because we would have saved hours, if not days, weeks, or even months of butting heads and eventually not getting 
anywhere because we were trying to play two completely different games. It's not like it was a spectrum of one of us was over on the left side or one of us was over on the right and it was a matter. No, this map is pointing out like that we're in 3D and you can go back and forth on your line and you'll never meet the other person because they're in an entirely different line trying to accomplish completely different things. And at the same time, you know, in more recent years, I've been able to bring this quadrant lens into my own practice when I'm speaking with someone because too often one of us will be speaking from one quadrant and the other teacher or the administrator or the parent, whatever, is speaking from another quadrant. And you can talk essentially forever and you're not going to hear each other because although you think you're talking about the same thing, just like we talked about with the four people touching four different parts of an elephant, sure, you are talking about the elephant, but you're talking about fundamentally different parts of this thing and you're not going to come to any kind of common ground or an agreement on this because at the core you're talking about different aspects and each of those perspectives is partially true and has something to bring to the table so there's no like no one has the claim on the truth or there's no no one person who's got the truth here but if we can't see that we're talking about these different parts um we just get nowhere and i guess why that matters to me is i feel compelled to try to help bring about or midwife in some way this idea of reinventing what education is and until we highlight these specific quadrants values and the aims that can't happen if we're not engaged with all of them and our conversations our meetings our brainstorming with all these things i think have to address all of these or else as we alluded to the culture the practices the systems the environments the other values are going to consume it and not allow <laughs> a new change to really take root. I think we're getting pretty close to trying to be as honest as we can about what our aim is. And I agree with you. We, we started this podcast because we had the, the, the uh, germ of this idea. Maybe we're able to, in the moment, see um, that context. So this is the quadrant we're talking about. This is the aim. This is the value. And then kind of steer our conversation in that direction or try to engage with the person we're talking to in ways that will resonate with them could we teach that to other people could we put that in place in a whole system i don't think we can yet i think that's where our aim over the next few years is to get to the place where we can be okay we can do it for ourselves to how can we support an institution or a teacher to move forward in this one thing that is going to be true when we have those strategies when we put them in place we're going to come up against two major stumbling blocks one to be honest and vulnerable about your actual aims your actual beliefs having that honesty to say yeah this is actually the aim that i that i think education should favor uh, over the others and then there's the aspect of habitual change okay maybe now i'm honest about it maybe i can say this is what i want and where i want to go but then actually doing it sustaining it long term can you say a little bit more about what you mean by the honesty of the individual so, some of these values some of these aims are viewed in some schools in some contexts just more acceptable than others and if you maybe don't share fully your school's value so say if you're in a security school security paradigm school and we were running through these ex exercises or activities to find out our values aims quadrants and your your aims were very different from the school it might be really difficult to actually say that to embody that knowing that it may put you out of sync with the culture of the school it may even make your job more difficult 
because you're admitting that you're not in alignment with the place you're in. But then let's say you go ahead and you're honest and the, the whole of the staff is honest. The next thing would be to overcome those, the sliding back into the uh, old habits that maybe we all have, have actually identified are not quite working. And, um, but the new path forward is quite a difficult one. It's more challenging. It requires more time, energy, effort. If you are honest about these values and aims and they don't fit in with the context you are in at the moment, maybe that is going to be, uh, it, it's going to be difficult. The, one of the things we talked about, teachers who are in integration school should be trying to bring authentic selves to the, to the school. And that's the way we believe that the students will develop the most and the whole uh, ecosystem will work better. The integration value seeks for teachers to bring their authentic self. What we kind of touched on is the three previous values, security, achievement, inclusion, there wasn't necessarily as much of a place for that in either students or teachers. And so therefore, if you're in one of those other three contexts, there may not be a place for you to be honest about how you feel, how the school is working and how you uh, and which of the values and aims you think best suit your own vision of education. As well, the values we're taking these from Spiral Dynamics, from Claire Graves' research, from Integral Theory, um, from Ken Wilber, connected to the book Reinventing Organizations by Frederick Leloux. The idea here, too, is like we want to see school as a whole continue to develop. And the idea with the values is you move from one to the next. So you move from security to achievement. You move from achievement to inclusion. You move from inclusion to integration. Although we might want you know, you and I to see more of the integration value, we also can't ask schools, institutions, people to skip stages. We can't ask them to skip steps in these values. You can't jump from security to integration or even from security to inclusion. You do need to move through in some way each of these values into the next because each of these values informs what goes on in the quadrants. For some time, the quadrants will support that value, but it's quite possible the context around the school will eventually change enough where what's happening in those quadrants isn't suitable or a good response to the larger community, the larger job market, the larger shifts in the values in our citizenry, in our ideas about what a human needs to be in our time and place. And then as those quadrants kind of break down, it's often the next value that seems like a breath of fresh air that brings a whole new set of ideas about what should be in those quadrants, what activities, what resources, what the environment should be like, the systems, what our culture, our community should be like, and brings with it new beliefs and often even new reactions. So you and I want to see school develop, and we're partially laying out this map in order to help any school see where it is at, to help it tune into what is the overall governing value here. And how is it calling the shots in each of these quadrants? And our idea isn't that you have to force a change, but when a change is needed, we're hoping that this map can ease that change by laying out a story that it's okay for what's happening right now to kind of fall apart and for, for the new phoenix or whatever to like arise out of this. And our story so far is that schools today, given what we're arguably kind of taking as a given, this idea of this VUCA world, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity, we're kind of saying that the best fit for now 
is this integration value. And the more we can at least inch closer towards that overall, the better off we are. And if schools, you know, much of the, the modern world is somewhere between this achievement and inclusion value. If we can just help them nudge that little bit further to be kind of wedged between the inclusion integration value, at least I think that's a much better fit than the achievement to inclusion value at this time. And I think that's key going back to this idea of spiral dynamics that underlies these four values. That's not to say that any of them is better than the others. I think, and I'm not by no means an expert on spiral dynamics, so help me out here, but the, the idea is not that one is better than the others objectively, just that it has a better fit with the context of the world around it. And and we will argue this in the next few episodes, I think that there is a context where a security value was a very, very good fit. And what we're saying here is that our technological advances and our, therefore our advances in moving towards becoming a global community has kind of moved us through a security kind of paradigm and an achievement towards an inclusion one and arguably the world is currently spread over these achievement, inclusion, and moving towards an integration value. And so, again, this is the argument that is school that is moving also in that direction towards integration as the key component of education would support students who are already living in that world and who are developing to adults who will then be a part of that global community. And what we're now trying to do is embody this integration value. One of its characteristics is to go back to those previous three values, to go back to inclusion, back to achievement, back to security, and to integrate the best aspects of them. Because again, each of these values brings part of the truth. They've got some stuff right, and they've got some stuff that maybe isn't so right and that could be discarded. And this integration value seeks to go back, take those three values, throw out the bathwater, keep the baby, and kind of optimize or maximize the most positive aspects of what has already come. Because we're not saying that we need to throw out everything and reinvent and come up with something completely different. But what we are saying is we don't need to keep allegiance to stuff from the past that is no longer serving. And that pushes us to this actual intention of this season, which has now taken us three episodes to kind of lay the groundwork for, to finally talk about this idea of health and to say that each of those three previous values has healthy aspects. Each of those three previous values has gifts that we don't want to throw out moving forward, because if we throw them out, that comes at our peril. And it also comes at our peril because in some way, the, the integration value will not be able to fully master isn't the right word it won't be able to fully expand into all the quadrants of what it needs to look like and it won't be able to ensure that it's meeting and meeting some of those previous values and ensuring that they are being heard so maybe it's time for us to just talk about what our aim is over our next few episodes here brennan okay so here is the aim for what we were calling season season three, so episode 24 and beyond. So in previous seasons, we set up the idea of how the three 
earlier values might look in school. In season two, we dug deeper via interviews and reflection into what an integration school could possibly look like. Now, there's a belief that each of these values has its own strengths. There's a context where it is existing in a healthy state. And likewise, there is an unhealthy iteration of each. Our aim over the next several episodes is to define what the healthy version of each of the four values looks like in a school, to strategize for the implementation and transition from one value to the next, and to ultimately describe how the healthiest version of the security, achievement, and inclusion schools can come together in 2019 and beyond to make an integrated school that transcends and includes all of the previous values. Ultimately, that's our biggest idea here is the idea to transcend what's no longer working, get rid of that bathwater, but include the babies, as we'd like to say, and keep those gifts, keep the healthy aspects of these previous values. Because we've done throughout school's history, we've done some things right and we've done some things kind of wrong or we could have done some things better. And we've got enough historical data to look back on to be able to identify what we should be keeping and what can be discarded at this point. Over our next few episodes, we're going to define what health is, define what health is in communities in particular, because education is a community venture after all. It's a societal endeavor. We will look at the idea of health in communities and then stretch that to see the healthy aspects within each value. And we'll reach in, take a glance into each of these communities that are organized around one of these values and see what context it works best in and what is healthy about it that we want to bring forward. Whoa, you want to wrap it up, Mike? Nope. I want you to say a witty joke after my serious bullshit there and then, then we'll wrap it up. Okay, let me check the internet for best joke. Best health joke. Best health joke. A Wigan man who's been passing through the town of Kincardine, Bruce County, Ontario, walks into a doctor's office and says, Doctor, what is the problem with me? When I touch my arm, ouch, it hurts. When I touch my leg, ouch, it hurts. When I touch my head, ouch, it hurts. When I touch my chest, ouch, it hurts. The doctor replies, Your finger's broken. Ba-da-bum, and now, Mark, I'd like you to end with a hymn, if possible. As <laughs> <laughs> God made me, end of the episode. Goodbye, everyone. That's it, right there. Goodbye. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Thanks for listening. If this was useful or insightful, feel free to connect with us. We have a private Facebook group. Request to join and we'll let you in. We tweet reasonably interesting stuff on Twitter. And we animate portions of our podcast on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube by searching Reinventing Education Podcast. We appreciate you liking, reviewing, or sharing our stuff online. But we're just as happy if you talk about the ideas you've heard here with friends or colleagues in person. From Brennan and myself, attention is a valuable thing these days. Thanks for having some of your attention on what we're saying.
fire up them lawnmowers. Literally pulling, pulling that, pulling that sinking ship out of the bottom of, of shit stream. <laughs> shit stream out of shit stream. Reads maybe a little better. I put that in a weird way. Say the quadrants bit and then like. The community and culture of the individual. Oh, that's oh. fucked up. Oh, it was clearly a... fast and loose. We're playing it fast and loose in this episode. Is all staying in. Love and Cloud currently <laughs> rescripting <laughs> during the episode the very cold face of educational reform value. And should, I need to write this shit down. Changing the words, Mac. It's not fair. I just learned them once. Just learned them all once. Like to come to because uh, I'm going to not say anything because I haven't thought that through. <laughs> Each value. Good, you caught yourself. Starting sentences that I think, uh, I've got a good idea here. I don't know what I want to say. I'll have it before the end of the sentence. The new modern era of O'Leary having to chop himself to bits anyway. Him move enough. half sentences around. <laughs> a blonde, a blonde walks into a doctor's <laughs> office. Can we, we can't, can we do that one? Is that one okay? Um, DJ, a Wigan man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all staying in the movie. A blooper movie. If you've enjoyed us, if you've enjoyed this, then please subscribe to our like, share, Facebook subscribe. group. Like, share, subscribe. Slam that button. Mash that button. Pound mash it. That like button. Hashtag pound, pound the button. like button. Own it. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs>